internet. I've, I've come, come to, to bargain. bargain. It's, it's harmless, harmless phosphorescence. Hello, everyone. This is American Thoreau Smiley. Who's joining me this week? <laughs> I'm Josh CC, and if this is Wong, I don't want to be right. Maybe I am Brian Lesh. Who am I to judge? This Alaric Weber is only one of an infinite number, and I'm Alaric Weber. And this, that was so confusing. This is Armless Phosphorescence. It's the podcast where we watch every theatrically released full-length live-action superhero movie ever made. We gather some research into the production and the source material, then we tell you all about it. This show is brought to you by our patrons. Patrons like executive producers Michael Beckwith and Atticus Burkett. Hey, fellas. You can be a patron, too. Head over to patreon.com slash harmlessentertainment. We got lots of bonus content there. We got Star Wars stuff, music stuff, movies that aren't about superheroes. Heroes, all sorts of things happening over there. Check it out. That is patreon.com slash harmless entertainment. This week, though, on the big show, Harmless Phosphorescence, we are going to be watching Doctor Strange. You know how the world works. What if I told you the reality you know is one of many. This doesn't make any sense. Not everything does. Not everything has to. Through the mystic arts, we harness energy and shape reality. We travel great distances in an instant. How do I get from here to there? How did you become a doctor? Study and practice. Here's the bit. There's a strength to him. But is he ready? Be careful which path you travel down, Strange. Stronger men than you have lost their way. Death and pain. You'll die protecting this world. I can't do this. There is no other way. I've spent so many years peering through time, looking for you. What's this, my mantra? It's the Wi-Fi password. We're not savages. Doctor Strange. That's Doctor Strange to you. I didn't spend eight years <laughs> at Strange Medical School to be called Mr. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering who. 
Uh, uh, Doctor Strange released November 4th, 2016. Uh, I remember November 2016. <laughs> yeah. With a running time of 100. The day, I think this was the day after the election. Was it? Was it? Oh, no. Maybe. Oh, I think it was a couple days before. I don't know. We I forgot to mention at the top that it's Super Bowl Sunday today. Yeah, it is. Go sport. Oh. Yeah. Go beloved team. Boo disliked team. Yeah. I personally am rooting for. <laughs> then we can just edit it. We can play this every year and edit in what the right one is. What a fantastic win for. <laughs> sports team. team. Yeah. Yeah, sports team. Uh, and for those of you not following along, you know who won. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure I'm sure we're going to have a humongous audience today <laughs> of all days. Yeah. We just we'll just say we're doing a puppy bowl. Uh in my head I'm doing a puppy bowl every day. Um <laughs> Doctor Strange released November 4th, uh, 2016 with a running time of 115 minutes. Uh, it cost $236 million. It made $677 million. So it was a hit, but it wasn't like uh, uh, the Avengers level kind of hit they were maybe hoping for. Um, that's definitely respectable for like kind of a uh, not top line superhero uh, origin story. Um but uh, I think of guys that coming into talking about the box office, we should play the box office top 10 game. Yeah. This is the game where I will read the description of the top 10 movies of the week. Guys are going to try to guess it based on that description. Uh, we had a few uh, repeats from last week, so I'm going to jump around here a little bit. Um, let's see. Um, opening at number 29 this week, the story of Richard and Mildred, a couple whose arrest for interracial marriage in 1960s Virginia began a legal battle that would end with the Supreme oh. Court's historic 1967 decision. It's about loving the loves. Virginia. They're not loving. Loving. I think loving. loving. Yeah, loving. It's called yeah. loving. Oh, it's just loving? It's just loving. Well, I guess I saw a documentary and not a fictionalization of mm. this. Well, that's their last name. That was their last name. Yeah. yeah. Um, is that the kid from uh, Not Any Given Sunday? Remember the Titans? Oh, maybe. I don't know. I never saw the film. And the chick from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? I think that, yeah, the lady in the dress, mm. girl in the flower dress, was the wife. I do remember that movie existing. Hmm. Same. Um, that opened this week. Uh, let's see. Coming in at number uh, 12 this week, we've got a suburban couple becomes embroiled in an international espionage plot when they discover that their seemingly perfect new neighbors are government spies. This stars uh, Zach Galifianakis, John Hamm, and Gal Gadot. What? Huh. Oh, dang. Nope. Not going to get it. The Spy Next Door? And, I mean, that's a good guess. Yeah, Keeping yeah, Up with yeah. the Joneses is what it's called. Um, yeah, I remember it vaguely. 
Uh, number eleven this week. Ed Vagley Jr. <laughs> Ed Vagley Jr. God damn it! For no reason. Okay. For no reason at all. And number eleven this week. A young African-American man grapples with his identity and sexuality while experiencing the everyday struggles of childhood, adolescence, and burgeoning adulthood. Moon something. Oh, God. What is this? Very close. Very close, Brian. Moon. Over my hammy. (laughs) No, you're wrong. It's actually La La Land. No, Moonlight. 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 Thank you. Damn. <laughs> the movie that that they didn't announce as the winner of Best Picture that year, but <laughs> they announced La La Land and then had to say, nope, sorry, it's Moonlight. The, <laughs> the yes. Warren Beatty and, uh, and um, what's her face? Bonnie. <laughs> His Bonnie Faye, Clyde, Dunaway? Faye Dunaway. Yeah. Faye Dunaway announced it or announced La La Land was the winner of Best Picture Oscar. And they had to retract that and say, no, it was actually Moonlight. Oh, the wrong envelope. Did they give them the wrong envelope? So they gave her the envelope for a different category. Damn. Oh, Price Waterhouse. I was trying to think of the accounting company who handles. Yeah. Yeah. They gave her the envelope. And what's funny is you can see her looking at it and it doesn't say best picture. And she shows it to Warren Beatty. And he's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Just read it. (laughs) He's all, I'm so vain. Just do it. <laughs> I probably think this song is about me. <laughs> Likelihood very high. <laughs> Threat level midnight. It's a bet I'll take. <laughs> uh, uh, number 10, uh, we have Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. Number 9, The Girl on the Train. We had both of those last week. Um, number 8. I can't remember if we had this one last week or not. Um, in 1967, Los Angeles, a widowed mother and her daughters add a new stunt to bolster their seance scam business by inviting an evil presence into their home, not realizing how dangerous it is. If you invite an evil presence into your home, is that a stunt or are you actually doing a seance? <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. Anyways, were, were they daredevil witches? Daredevil, possibly. <laughs> they, was, they were evil Knievels. Is the Conjuring? No, no, but it's in that vein. Evil Knievels. Evil Knievels. <laughs> How did I get by me? <laughs> this is based. This is technically based on a board game. A Ouija. Ouija Origin of Evil. <laughs> the Parker Brothers. Yeah, it's, it's a it's the it's second a universe after Clue. It's the second Parker Brothers. No, after Clue, Battleship. <laughs> there's Ouija. Jumanji's in there too, right? Uh, no, well, Jumanji a wasn't game? a real game. It was a fake board game. Like, do you oh, want to contact fair. the spirits or German U-boats? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you, you sunk my evil spirit. Uh, at number seven. Hey. 
Let's see. A Our hero must uncover the truth behind a major government conspiracy in order to clear his name while on the run as a fugitive from the law. Enemy of the state? No, oh, that was like 98. Old. Yeah, 98, yeah. 97. Shit, there. 98. Uh, this stars Tomathan Cruz. Reacher? Yeah. Reach around. Reacher. Reach, <laughs> Reacher. Jack Reacher. Never go back. <laughs> Further reach. Jack, Jack Reacher, colon, reach around. <laughs> colon. That's, that's what I think <laughs> of, and I always have. Reacher. Uh, number six was The Accountant, which we talked about last week. At number five, when Robert Langdon wakes up in an Italian hospital with amnesia, he teams up with Dr. Sienna Brooks. And they race across Europe oh. together against the clock to foil a deadly global plot. Uh, this is whatever the Da Vinci Code sequel was, right? Oh my God! Yeah, it is, isn't it? I did not know. <laughs> I remember Angels the characters. It's it's called yeah, what was this? Angels and the Inferno. Oh, oh, it's the third in a trilogy of. Yeah, I weird haircut action film. I had no idea this movie existed. I didn't know they made a third one. Neither. Dan Uh, Brown. I I never I never read the Da Vinci Code. I never saw any of the movies. Oh, you missed out on a bunch of weird fun. (laughs) It's not good, but it's fun. (laughs) This I can't. Okay, I can't remember if we talked about this one or not, but um. A lady lands in the midst of mayhem when she spends a haunted Halloween fending off killers, paranormal poltergeists, ghosts, ghouls, and zombies while keeping a watchful eye on her wild teenage great-niece. Is this a Medea movie? It is. (laughs) (laughs) It's called Boo! A Medea Halloween. (laughs) Um, Awesome. The words "a lady" tipped me off. <laughs> a lady. <laughs> yeah, I did She's say got that. Style. She's got grace. <laughs> She's a lady. I I I I've never seen a one, but going through the box office top ten over the years and talking about all these Medea movies, I am so intrigued because they look yeah. terrible and also like I have mad respect. Amazing. Yes. <laughs> Opening at number three this week. American Army medic Desmond Doss refuses to kill people and becomes the first man in American history to receive the Medal of Honor without firing a shot. Okay, he's a medical officer and he refuses to shoot people. That tracks. That's our ridge. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Hacksaw Ridge. Oh, fuck it. That was uh, that was that was a Clint Eastwood movie, right? I think so. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's an interesting piece of military propaganda, considering that he does not go around just killing people. That's Garfield, right? Andrew Garfield. As a medic. So. Yeah. Um, at number two this week, opening at number two. I'm trying to figure out how to describe this without just giving it away. Silence speaks volumes. 
Um, after an invasion, Poppy, the happiest uh, resident of a village, and the curmudgeonly branch set off on a journey to rescue their friends. <laughs> I left out some key information. <laughs> is this uh, that Hop movie? It's not yeah. Hop. It is. Oh, it stars Anna Kendrick and Justin Timberlake. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, and, Sing? No, no, no. But it, it's. Uh, let's see. It is. It's based on a toy line, much less like last week's uh, Max Steel. Oh, uh, Brett. No, not Bratz. <laughs> like, no. it's trolls. Oh. oh, trolls. There's like several of those now, aren't there? I think this was a hit. Yeah. How have we gotten multiple troll movies and I still haven't gotten my live action uh, Smurfs movie? There was a live action Smurfs movie. There were yeah. two. Yeah. When? Uh, like in the last 10 years, uh, what's his face? Was uh, Neil oh, Patrick were the, Harris? Okay, were the Smurfs live action people painted blue? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, they were CGI. And I'm not watching. They need to be real people with blue paint. Three apples high. <laughs> no, no Never forget yeah. how tall that is. I always remember <laughs> it was from feet. like, it was from around like the, uh, the, the, um, uh, Around 2000s-ish, there was a, a Saturday Night Live sketch that was just called Quentin Tarantino's Smurf. <laughs> and it had, like, like Will Ferrell, like, painted blue. And he's like, I'll Smurf you, you Smurfin' Smurf. Yeah. It's the one that says Bad Mother Smurfer. <laughs> awesome. Uh, number one this week while on a journey of physical and spiritual healing a brilliant neurosurgeon is drawn into the world of the mystical arts boat trip yeah As God's totally real <laughs> <laughs> totes my goats <laughs> for sure uh, Doctor Strange cool. opened at number one uh, that is our box office top 10 game uh, that will bring us to our character and comic book background, Mr. Al Weber. Tell us everything we need to know about the good Dr. Strange. I'll try. Um, Dr. Stephen Strange was created by Steve Ditko and Stan Lee. First appeared in Marvel Comics Strange Tales number 110. Cover dated July of 1963. How apropos. Uh, created during the Silver Age of Comics to bring a different kind of character and themes of mysticism to Marvel, Doctor Strange would serve as Sorcerer Supreme, the primary protector of Earth against magical and mystical threats. The character begins as an extremely talented but egotistical surgeon who loses the ability to operate after a car crash severely damages his hands beyond repair. Searching the globe for healing, Strange encounters the Ancient One, the Sorcerer Supreme, becomes his student, and learns to be a master of the mystical and martial arts. Strange. So, yep. Um, the broken hands were always his origin. There wasn't like alternate origins where he, you know, got like a sprained as, ankle or something. As far as I know, yes. 
That's really cool. (laughs) I suppose it's ironic, isn't it, that you get in a car crash that breaks only the one thing you use for your profession. (laughs) His face is fine. Face, legs, arms, everything was okay. It was just the hands. Well, I don't know know if you guys have ever been in car accidents where you hit something, you also hit your face really hard. You hit a lot His of face stuff. Is fine. And that was a re- that was a bad car crash. Like every bone yeah. in his body should have yeah, been broken. Yeah. yeah, I think there's a metaphor at play. <laughs> I think he should have he should have come out of that thing looking like Mo Sislak, not uh, Benedict <laughs> yeah. Cumberbatch. Yeah, he should have come out with every bone in his body broken. Well. He could have had other injuries. We just didn't. Those weren't important. Crumple zones, man. <laughs> yeah. Um. So let's see. Searching the globe for healing strange encounter. Oh, I did that. Wait, no, I didn't. Yes, I did. Okay. So Doctor Strange uh, acquires an assortment of mystical objects, most notably the Eye of Agamotto and the Cloak of Levitation. Doctor Strange would take up residence in the Sanctum Sanctorum in Greenwich Village. Assumes the title of Sorcerer Supreme. Um, I'm assuming the Ancient One must have met an untimely end at some point. Um, And defends the world from mystical threats with his friend and valet, Wong. Um, Valet. Wong. (laughs) Oof. Wong and the Ancient One, um, they both appeared in the same first issue with Doctor Strange. Stanley's like, it's the was, 60s. You can't be racist against Asian people. Was yeah, Wong so always fair. was Wong always the Ancient One's valet? Or was Wong always Strange's valet? Or was Wong originally the Ancient One's valet? I couldn't tell What's you. What's Wong's work history? Um, <laughs> I'm doing a background and, check. And yeah, and and is does he have a work permit? <laughs> Driving Miss Ancient One. <laughs> nope, can't find it quickly. Um, it would go without saying, but it won't, that Doctor Strange is a genius-level intellect. <laughs> Doctor Strange has had team affiliations with the Avengers, the Defenders, and the Illuminati. The character was first portrayed in live action by Peter Hooten in the 1978 TV film Doctor Strange. And the Medicine Woman. Um, also, uh, and just to just to mention the Midnight Suns uh, comic events that happened, they're they're a group. Also, mm. that's uh, what's his name, Moon Knight and Blade and mm. Ghost Rider. Yeah, all, I think yeah. Danny Rand sometimes. All the dudes that are working on their night moves. Yeah, Michael McDonald. <laughs> Uh, the cheese sweat. What did you call them? The Midnight Suns? Yeah, Midnight Suns. Yeah, yes. Midnight Suns. Uh, also, Infinity Watch, The New Avengers, and something called The Order. Hmm. Yeah, I forgot Infinity Watch, too. Yeah, him and uh, Adam Warlock are pals. And the uh, Rotary Club. As uh, as mentioned before, the Ancient One and Wong both first appeared alongside Doctor Strange in Strange Tales number 110, although Wong went unnamed until Strange Tales number 119. <laughs> he was wow. dude's valet and he never said his name. 
cold shit. Uh, okay, let's see. We've got uh, Carl Mordo, a.k.a. Baron Carl Amadeus Mordo, was introduced in the following issue, Strange Tales number 111. Mordo was a Transylvanian nobleman, also studying under the Ancient One. Doctor Strange foiled Mordo's plot to kill said Ancient One, leading to Mordo being cast out. Uh, uh, can I just say, his parents buried the lead. They named him Carl Amadeus? Wouldn't you have named your kid Amadeus Carl Mordo? Or go by one of those names. But he's like, I'm going to go by Mordo. Or, or just Carl? Never call me Carl. My middle name's Amadeus. <laughs> Are you kidding? Carl's plot was foiled. <laughs> Carl. Uh, Mordo is notably gifted in the black arts and the conjuring of demons. Huh. Um, Christine Palmer first appeared in Marvel's Night Nurse number one, November of 1972, <laughs> created by Gene Thomas and Win Mortimer. Night Nurse. That's <laughs> that Tosh song. Yeah. Um, um, I, I, I just wanted to say up front, it's cool that she's no longer the Night Nurse. She's the Night Doctor. Yeah, yeah. that's something. Yeah. Uh, Christine was one of three central characters in the series, uh, Night Nurse, involving medical professionals specializing in helping injured superheroes. Which, um, it's not Christine Palmer, but multiple people are the Night Nurse, right? We see uh, <laughs> Rosario Dawson do that in Daredevil. She's uh, essentially the same character. Yeah, mm. that, that makes sense. Yeah. Day yeah. Nurse. But yeah, I guess multiple women throughout the run of Doctor Strange and Defenders and stuff have been the Night Nurse. Um, there were at least, well, three listed on uh, what I had seen. Um, Fighter of anyway. the Night Nurse. Um, Caecilius first appeared in Strange Tales number 130. Uh, he was a Baron, he was a disciple of Baron Mordo. Um wasn't a ton of information about him. Who else? Uh, Nicodemus West is the doctor. First appeared in 2006 as the surgeon who operated on Doctor Strange's hands and botched his hand job. <laughs> um, there were a couple of others. Uh, Daniel Drum, um, Hamir... Uh, a couple other characters floating around that just didn't strike me in the movie, but they're also from oh, comics. Um, Daniel was the New York, uh, yeah, Sanctum head. I don't know what they call themselves. Uh, uh, Bishop Guardian, the guy with two lines and then he dies. Yeah, he yeah. had a deleted scene. Um. Oh yeah, Dormammu. Yeah. First seen in yeah. Strange Tales, number 126, another Lee Ditko creation. Lord of the Realm of Darkness and Chaos, the Dread One, the Great Enigma, yada, yada, yada. That's the same way we describe our cat, by the way. <laughs> uh, Dormammu is person-sized in the comics, right? Yeah, which would have been cool to see, but yeah. But it also makes sense. I, I no, we oh, may... Yeah, it worked. And I, I have a feeling that... If we do see him again, we will see him 
as uh, what's his face, Caecilius. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they bring any of that around in the uh, multiverse of madness. I doubt it, but it would be neat. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and that's all I have for this week. All right. Thank you. Yes, thank you, Al, thank for you. that uh, background there. Botch that tan job. <laughs> Botched. <laughs> Now you're just mashing it. Uh, That brings us to the projection of the film itself. Um, The first big screen uh, adaptation went into development uh, with a script uh, dated 1986 by Bob Gale. Um, That didn't go anywhere, but in 89, Alex Cox and Stan Lee co-wrote a script. Um, Wow, what a pairing. Yeah. Uh, This was supposed to be made by Warner Brothers. It kind of went into turnaround, never got made. Um, But they sold the rights to Full Moon Entertainment. The rights then lapsed. So instead of not making a movie, they changed the character's name to Dr. Mordred and made a movie anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. (laughs) Dr. Mordred... Um, was a straight-to-video movie um, written by C. Courtney Joyner and directed by Albert Band. Um, in which, it's like... Go ahead, sorry. Dr. Mordred is a wizard sent to Earth by a being called the Monitor to stop the evil wizard cabal from opening the gate to hell. He has to find the Philosopher's Stone and complete a spell. Um, it's it's that could be a cool Doctor Strange movie. I could see it. Well, a cool movie. Well, there's t- nothing about yeah. Doctor Strange. It's like ma- saying you're gonna make a Turtles movie, and you're like, all we can find was raccoons. <laughs> I, they should have gone. They should have gone with Doctor Weird though. Doctor Mordred. Yeah. 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 Well, Doctor. Uh, t- to give you an yeah. idea of the quality of Doctor Mordred, it is slated to be featured on the next uh, season of Mystery Science Theater. So oh, that's fantastic. incredible. I'm excited. Yeah, that's coming out this year. So that'll be fun. <laughs> um, uh, wow, so, where do you get that list, Thoreau? What's that? Where'd you find that list? Um, it's that, uh, well, that's Online. actually, okay. that it's, it's on, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't get the whole list. <laughs> on the World Wide Web. It's the internet I now. I found it under some rocks outside my front door. Yeah. <laughs> I found it in a bottle on the beach. Um, so, uh, after that, uh, the film rights, uh, reverted back, ooh, back to Marvel. Wes Craven signed on, um, with Savoy Pictures to write and direct a Doctor Strange film in the mid nineties. It's around 94, 95. Um, he worked on that with David S. Goyer. They did complete the script. Um, it kind of sat on the shelf for a while. In 97, Columbia Pictures purchased the rights. They started working on a new screenplay. Then in April 2000, they stopped working on a new screenplay. <laughs> Is that script uh, out there? The Wes Craven script? On the World Wide Web? I did not look into it. Um, oh, I'd be curious. surprised if it wasn't. I feel like most unmade films yeah. exist out there. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
there, there's a really interesting podcast called The Greatest Films Never Made that just go through all of these old scripts that were never made um, and talk about it. Mm. It's, a, it's a couple of, um, of uh, script writers and producers themselves that do it. So they get like a lot of guests. They actually get a lot of the writers on that wrote the scripts. So it's a really interesting show. Um, nice. But um, let's see. In 2001, Dimension got the film rights. Uh, they brought Coyer back on to write another <laughs> script. Um, that never got made. Um, and then um, in 2004, Marvel and Avi Arad um, said that they were dropping making it. Um, Paramount got the rights at that point. And then in 2007... Guillermo del Toro and Neil Gaiman teamed up and pitched a version of the film with Gaiman writing and del Toro directing. What? Hmm. Who turned that down? That was turned down by Avi Arad. Imagine that being how the MC starts. Uh, Yeah. That would have been amazing. There is a branch timeline where Doctor Strange is the first Avenger that we meet. That'd be That's wild. That's wild. Yeah. Um, basically, at this point, the rights reverted back to Marvel, um, and Kevin Feige had already come, had started the MCU. They were work, and they just began working on it. Um, from around 2010 to 2014, it got passed around. The script got passed around to a bunch of people. Um, but it eventually got given to John Spates, C. Robert Cargill, and Scott Derrickson. John Spates um, is, uh, let's see, he's best known um, as an author, although he's had plenty of screen stuff. Uh, he, He has a screenwriter credit on The Darkest Hour and Prometheus. Um... And uh, the oh, uh, he writes with Lindelhoff. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, and and he right. he wrote he uh, teamed up with uh, Villeneuve. Villeneuve. I can never say his last name. Dune. Villeneuve. Villeneuve. Thank you. <laughs> he uh, he has a screenwriting credit for Dune. Um, see Robert Cargill. Uh, we have actually talked about before, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. He. Uh, um, on, oh, no, I guess we haven't. I felt like we did. He, uh, wrote the rules of attract. Well, no, he was in the rules of attraction as an actor. Oh, huh. Interesting. He wrote, <laughs> uh, sinister, sinister two. Um, wow. He doesn't have a ton of credits, um, for writing anyways. Um, wow. Yeah. Not much else. Uh, and then Scott Derrickson has a writing credit and he's a director um, on this film. He directed The Exorcism of Emily Rose, Sinister, Deliver Us from Evil, not Deliver Us from Eva. Um, yeah. He mostly worked in horror. Uh, Hellraiser Inferno, um, The Black Phone, which came out last year. Uh, yeah, a lot of lot of evil stuff. He apparently has uncredited rewrites on Dracula 2000 and Scream 4. <laughs> a lot of evil stuff. <laughs> a lot of evil stuff, yeah. Um, so this is probably the biggest thing he did. Our, 
cast includes Bumbersnitch Clumberflatch. <laughs> What's that bad? Uh, um, Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh, this is our the most English name there ever was. Ever, except for Lord Fauntleroy. Was yeah, um, yeah. He uh, yeah, he's he comes from an acting family. Um, his father was Timothy Carlton Cumberbatch. His mother was Wanda Ventham. Um, I heard that his grandfather invented that thing that goes around your waist when you rent a text. Oh. <laughs> God damn Do you it. think the family got into acting because they had to say their name out loud to people? <laughs> there's, yeah. Yeah. there's always there's a performance. Uh, yeah. Um, he got his start in theater. He did a lot of London theater. He's one of those, like, you know, London uh, fancy up like prep school acting family guys. Um, of course, he's probably best known prior to this for for his lead um, in Sherlock. Um, I love Sherlock. Yeah, that was yeah. Um, he was in uh, he was he uh, the Imitation Game after this. Uh, he was in The Power of the Dog last year. He was pretty good in that. <sighs> I I don't love any time he does an American accent. Power I of was going to say, he's, the, a, he, he's a good actor, but his American accents are shaky at best. It's yeah. gotten better. This is probably his worst American accent. Like, it's real bad in this movie. <laughs> And you know, his like colleague and contemporary Martin Freeman can not only nail an American accent, but regional dialects. Yeah, exactly. You know, like on Fargo. <laughs> I, I think of Tom Holland, man. I had yeah. no oh, yeah. idea. I would never guess I didn't in a million really years that kid was British. Never. Meanwhile, Benedict Cumberbatch is what like my tag at the beginning. Hello, I am Doctor Strange. Yeah. I, I mean, the dude's so British. It's like if we were named like uh, Texan McNugget or something. <laughs> you know? I am now. That's a porn name if I've ever heard it. <laughs> and in this corner, Texas McNugget. What do you think his sauce. teeth look like before he got uh, <laughs> famous? Well, I'm pretty sure that they went out parallel to his head, like at a 90 degree angle. Because, <laughs> you know, he's the Britishest guy that ever Britished. Um, we have uh, Chuadel Ejafor. Uh, that's the best I'm ever going to say that name. Uh, as Mordo. <laughs> I feel bad. He's a great actor, but I always say it terribly. Um, Is Geofor? Chuaitel, Chuaitel, Ejo four, Ejo four. Just all the letters. <laughs> yeah, you know that's the best I could do. Um, he was uh, the operative in Serenity. He was in. He was Solomon in oh, yeah. Twelve Years a Slave. We talked about him in The Martian on our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Harmless Entertainment. Um, he was in Ooh, <laughs> Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. Uh, yeah, he's he's a good actor. Um, Rachel McAdams as Christine Palmer. Rachel McAdams 
as generic McWhite lady. Um, <laughs> she's like that's generic McWhite lady McDream girl. Yeah, she's that's Doctor Generic McWhite lady. Right? She, she, she's she is the acting equivalent of a pumpkin spice latte. Uh, she's fantastic in um, Mean Girls. Oh, and, that's uh, right. The, she and was. the Family Stone. She was really good at yeah. Mean Girls. Um, I just, I will never forget her in The Notebook. Oh, I'm already crying. Uh, never I've never that. seen The Notebook. Eh, um, <laughs> uh, it has something to do with an ancient notebook, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Oh, the, she was in a Sherlock Sherlock Holmes movie. That's right, the Guy Ritchie one. Um, she was in the Time Traveler's Wife, uh, Sherlock Holmes, A Game of Shadows. They keep threatening Did she to make buy a, a zoo. Yeah. No, 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 that was Scarlett Johansson. Uh-huh. Um, she keeps. They keep threatening to make a third Guy Ritchie Sherlock Holmes movie, but it's like <laughs> I don't know. Threatening. Yeah. Uh, she was in About Time. Um, Oh, she was in Wait, Spotlight. so she was in two time traveling movies. Yeah. Yeah. Um she'll oh oh my god. <laughs> She's in the upcoming 2022 movie. Are you there? God, it's me, Margaret. Oh my god, they're making that into a movie. <laughs> That's incredible. Wow. <laughs> oh wow. That's gonna right. go on the list. That's awesome. Oh wow. Yeah, we all were our first period for sure. Um Benedict Wong. We've actually talked about him before. He was in, uh, uh, whoa, whoa. he was in something that wasn't good. What movie was it? Um, <laughs> no, he was. He was in Kick Ass Two. That's it. Mm. He was in Kick Ass Two. We talked about. Oh him yeah, then. he was a he was a goon. Yeah, he was a goon in Kick Ass Two. Gang leader. And we also talked about him in The Martian on our Patreon. Um, he was born to play this role. Oh yeah. His name is Wong. His name is Benedict. (laughs) Benedict, yeah. Yeah. We could cast no one else. Yeah. Mads Mikkelsen. Two Benedicts on a movie set? I bet that doesn't happen a lot. Right? Yeah. I bet you they made eggs one way. (laughs) (laughs) Over easy. Holidays. Catering's like, sorry, nothing scrambled. Sorry. Uh, Mad Mickelson says, K silly, which is how I will refer to him henceforth. Casilius, is that the singular or plural? <laughs> That's the rapper name of Casilius. Casilius. I was gonna say it's a rapper name for children's like music, kids pop or whatever. Have you? He was. Uh, he was in that Rihanna video. What was it? Bitch, better have my money. Oh wow! <laughs> I didn't realize that. Um, and it's one of my favorite celebrity moments ever. Um, his kids. So he got a call from Rihanna's people. Will you be in my music video? And he mentions to his kids, this this woman asked me to be in her music video. And and I forget exactly what, it, what his kids said to him, but his response was, so I am the bitch. <laughs> I am <laughs> the Rihanna bitch called, now. I am the bitch. Or it was like when my kids say I have to do something, I am the bitch. Uh, he's so funny. Uh, um, Mads Mickelson. We actually talked about him on our Patreon for Rogue One, which seems like, oh, yeah. which was, oh my God, that was like Forever two and a half ago. years ago. <laughs> we did that. Wow. I, you know, after seeing this movie, and that was like the most recent thing that I had seen him in, um, I remember thinking, what a shame it was that he was completely humorless in Rogue One. Yeah. Because he's 
funny, man. He's really funny. Strangely, mm. yeah, he is. Um, he, of course, he was in uh, Casino Royale. Um, oh, he's good in that, yeah. Yeah, it yeah, was. man. Uh, the Hunt. Um, he's, uh, he, I mean, he was in Norwegian movies since like the 90s when he was like a young up-and-comer. Um, he's Hannibal Lecter. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah. yeah. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who, Pusher 2. Wow. He was <laughs> Pusher 2. Oh, my God. He pushed her once. He played Chick Hicks in the Danish dub of Cars. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Wow. It is cool. Yeah. It, really it looks is. like he is slated to be in 2023's Indiana Jones 5. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Uh, he, he looks like the classic villain. So, yeah. He yeah he like well, he plays Grindelwald in the uh, the stupid Fantastic, Fantastic Beasts. Beasts That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, he, he also he's like the ultimate fan cast for Doom. I remember that like a collective gasp mm. went out when he was cast in this movie and everybody went, but he's not Doom. Yeah. Why? After Doom, you mean? Yeah. 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 He'd make a good one. He was kind Just of wasted. Voice and look. He was kind of wasted in such a generic one off villain, honestly. In this, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he is super generic. Like I'm evil, thing, but my evilness is actually good, right, guys? The only thing that's made his performance is the freaking meeting of Doctor Strange. Yeah. The humor in that is so dumb and so off the wall and unexpected. I was just like, oh. Absolutely. Well, this is fun. I found that to be the best moment of the film, honestly. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tilda Swinton is the ancient one. We've spoken about her before. Uh, most recently, I believe in um, uh, uh, the Constantine. Yeah, um, yeah. <clears throat> she was cool in that. Michael Stuhlbarg as Nicodemus West. Benjamin Bratt as Jonathan Bangborn. <laughs> that was yeah. weird. I- he, I thought he was great. I could. I like him. Yeah. Time I, watched, I imagined him as a wizard, and I was like, "Oh, you know what? I could, I could buy Benjamin Bratt as a wizard. That's yeah, kind of cool. I could see that." Scott Adkins as Lucian, one of uh, one of the uh, the uh, zealots, which I was shocked any of them even had a name. <laughs> uh, so were they? Yeah, um, that was the most generic group of like, "Hey, we're bad guys." that i have ever seen um so guys <laughs> you ready to uh jump into the film itself catch enter say catchphrase here okay <laughs> um, of which sling was- ring go <laughs> sling ring. all right so here we go this is dr strange we open in Katmandu at the sanctum. Uh, Mr. K. Silly is trying to steal a book. Uh, the Ancient One fights them. There's magic. There's mere dimension chicanery. And in the end, K. Silius gets away, but not with what he wanted. Just a few pages. <laughs> um, But he... Didn't he just tear out the two pages before he was confronted at all? I mean, he. Mm. I yeah. don't. Why didn't he just take the so. whole book? That's what I want to know. Why didn't he? Oh, well, that'd take be smarter. The but book and like, why? Why tear <laughs> well, out the pages? Because it had it has one of those little magnetic strips inside. 
I was going to say, uh, he doesn't have a library card. Yeah, he didn't want to set off the alarm when he walked through the front doors. Yeah, that was... The Xerox or teleported through the walls. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't... They should have Xeroxed it. What if they took out a phone and took pictures of it? <laughs> they could have done... <laughs> Honestly, like, tearing out the pages and not taking the rest of the book was the weirdest fucking thing. Like, I do not understand. I, now that I'm thinking about it, it would have been so much better if he had pulled out a smartphone and taken a picture of the pages. That it's would have like been having, really funny. Yeah. It's like having to ditch a Playboy quickly back in the day. <laughs> Just grab a few pages. I'd <laughs> <laughs> uh, be like, oh, it was an article. <laughs> <laughs> an interview with James Conn. And Ooh, there's the, a funny comic on the back. Uh, my wife doesn't like get. sex. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um. We get an Earth, Wind, and Fire needle drop. I think that's our first Earth, Wind, and Fire needle drop in the MCU. Maybe oh, yeah. only. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Last, man. What a great song. Oh, yeah. I, I like that he plays music when he operates, which I think, you know, ha- happens. But and, and he has all the trivia. Just, well, yeah. you know, that sort of idea of like the shower moment. Where if you're concentrating on something else, you're doing something else with better attention. Right, right. This is <laughs> a character trait of his so, is that he's, so, he, he's really into music. Neuro, neuro, neurosurgeons oftentimes will play music while they're operating. Yeah. Um, and of, oftentimes it's the uh, patient's choice because they are conscious throughout. Right. <laughs> Not in this case, but um, that's literally like part of, at least historically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it, it also cool shows that he, thing. he has the photographic memory. That's the first example of his photographic memory that we get. Right, Good point. It, it is or encyclopedic. Um, the the music yeah. thing as a character trait disappears completely after this scene. It's, it it's not a running theme throughout this. Maybe he associates it with that. We it get a couple of once, at least it, once. At least once, well, if not the time he, when he's talking to Wong. He mentions too. Beyonce, but that's, I don't uh, know. He also <laughs> mentions our favorite werewolf hunter, Who? Bob Steger. Oh, oh yeah. Catman do as well. <laughs> he, he says Catman do, and she goes, the Bob Seeger song? And he, and he says, like, 1975 A-side, whatever crazy <laughs> savant <laughs> level of like response. And I want to point out how over-the-top... Um, we saw how much he loves and uses his hands. It was almost like the guy from Monkey Shines. What? Like, right? Yeah. <laughs> so long to show him enjoying his legs. Well, that's the thing. Uh, yeah. And uh, I don't know. And then he, well, loves he gets it in, in the accident later on. We see him and like, literally, that's the only thing. His hands and he has Yo. like a bruise on his forehead. That's it. Um, I, I While we're still in the neurosurgeon phase of Doctor Strange, uh, Cumberbatch spent time with a neurosurgeon and learned how to do the hand washing and learned about the specific <laughs> procedure they were doing in the movie, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I Tony Stark did any of that background on his character. He's like, you want me to hit a tube with a hammer? I can do that. <laughs> it's like a ride along with the cop. The doctor's like, Hey badge, you want to give it a shot? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Pull well, this out of the brain. We've got insurance. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, give it a shot. Uh, so, all right, he's romantically involved with Dr. Christine Palmer. Uh, there's another what? doctor there. Uh, was. 
was. Yes. They have a Sam and Diane thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he shows up another doctor there who I guess was a bad doctor. Um, and then he makes a date with Christine for later at a speaking engagement. He goes home. Well, I, I just, I like the surgery stuff. I like that Strange is a fucking genius in the surgical world because the guy, he's like, he's brain dead. He's like, no, it's a bullet coated in this specific metal which leaches into the brainstem, which makes you think he's brain dead. He he puts together this multi-part red string thing in an mm-hmm. instant, yeah. which is kind of neat. It shows us that he's more than just good with his hands. Yeah, no, right. I mean, he's clearly a genius. Um a genius yeah. level intellect, one could say. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, he goes home. He gets dressed, um, all fancified up. <laughs> On his way to uh, his speaking engagement, he gets in a car crash. He wakes up sometime. He's, we- he's weaving all over the road. I don't know. Yeah. No, he's a very For dangerous a driver. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with other people. I just since since we're gonna go from this to nothing, um, his penthouse is like hundreds of millions of dollars. Probably it's incredibly expensive and big glass windows of New York. Um, he has a gigantic grand piano that's probably fifty to a hundred thousand dollars. Each mm-hmm. of those watches is like twenty grand, and he wrecks a two hundred thousand dollar car. This guy is so rich. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. sought after. Yeah. Um, Andrea notes that her mom was once in a bad car accident and only broke her hands because of the airbags. And that was almost exactly what happened in the, the movie. The the airbags crushed oh, his hand. It well, the front the front dash wraps around his hands. Yeah. As his body gets like punched by the airbag. It's weird. Yeah. But Thoreau's right. There's not even a bruise. There's no yeah. contusions. Um did you the the cases that he's running through? Uh, his mm. whoever he's talking to on the phone. Yeah. Um, did anybody catch the first one? What was um, it? Uh, they were talking about uh, a guy in an, an experimental armor who had his spine crushed. Mm. Rody uh, being Rody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From Civil they War. never confirmed, but yeah. It's interesting. That, huh. so, like, tying it all together. Yeah. He he de- he declined to take that case because he said fifty other surgeons could do that. Huh. Right. I I love this. I, I the surgeon aspect of this is one of my favorite things because he is a famous wealthy surgeon. He is shopping around for patients that will bring him prestige. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and that even, won't die even on an it. Avenger if that and it won't die. And even an Avenger, he's like, nah, 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 nah I don't want to do that. Yeah, it's because it's about the the surgery, not the person getting the surgery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's really interesting, which brings us to Pangborn later in the movie. Yeah, but so yeah, he wakes up. Uh, his hands are broken. Um, he spends some time rehabilitating, looking for a cure to his hands, it's telling everybody that. They're bad doctors. <laughs> <laughs> Got a classic case of broken hands. <laughs> uh, he's got the old shaky hand. Um, he wants to be a surgeon again, but Western medicine fails him. He becomes <laughs> depressed. He alienates. He's all, 
but I operate with this hand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, he comes across the case file of a guy named John. That was paraplegic. <laughs> John. But, yeah, but got cured. John tells him he went to Kathmandu and uh, was treated by the Eastern Medicine. Uh, so Strange travels to Kathmandu for Kamar Taj, which is the place that John tells him he went to. And all of this is very Batman Begins. He, you know what I mean? The the vision quest and the learning. This this yeah. this point between his fake beard and his fake accent. Honestly, I was just like, oh, oh, Benedict. When he's when he's back at rehab, um, talking to uh, the guy and finds out about uh, Pangborn, he uses bachelor degree as an insult. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, belittling that poor guy that's trying to help him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, well, and the guy, the, guy, <laughs> the guy says it out loud. If it proves your arrogant ass wrong, it's worth it. Yeah. So we get, yeah. you know, I think he's the first person to call him arrogant to his face. Mm. Probably everybody yeah. else is thinking it. So um, mm-hmm. he gets discovered by Mordo, who takes him in to meet the ancient one, <laughs> who gets him a record contract yeah. right away. <laughs> Well, uh, well, he he discovers him while he's getting his ass kicked by some muggers. Yeah, some so well some let's uh so, some very uh, uh diverse a diverse group yes. of muggers. I think there's like as an Hispanic guy in there. There's an English dude. <laughs> Local toughs. <laughs> they came to Kathmandu to mug pickpocket game. They're like the Spice Girls of mugging. <laughs> If you want to be my victim. Yeah, yeah do you think they answer, is there like a producer? Is there like a guy who manages them? Like <laughs> yeah. their pickpocket pimp? He's like, you're the cute one. You're the sporty one. <laughs> you're fat. <laughs> if you want to be, be my victim, you got to give me your cash. <laughs> so, so Strange spent all of his money, his last few dollars on the one-way ticket there. He's homeless, whatever. But he still mm-hmm. has the watch that Christine gave him that he wrecked in the the car crash. Yeah. What about like, it's how, how is he broke? Sell your watches right. and you've got like a few hundred grand there at least surgery without insurance. That's mm. basically what they were saying was like, your insurance won't cover this. It's an elective thing. That'll well, uh, be hundreds of thousands of dollars. Fair. Yeah. Okay. Um, he canceled his handball subscription. <laughs> he's saving money by not having He stopped it. buying coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's all, my, <laughs> my yo-yo budget went way down. <laughs> he tightened his belt. Um, so all right. Uh, so yeah. So he meets the ancient one. She tells him he's she is magic. She's like, do you believe in magic in a young girl's art? I'm all around you, Stephen. <laughs> um. <laughs> I love the mockingly showing him the book, knowing what his reaction will be. Like, have you seen this photo before, Stephen? <laughs> have you seen this photo before, Stephen? And he thinks that she's <laughs> serious because he's such a dick. Yeah. Like, he can't tell that she's putting one on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's initially skeptical. She shows his, and then she's like, I'm about to blow your mind, bro. And basically, like, drops ayahuasca on him. And, yeah. And it's the first time we see the push, the uh, astral push. Yeah. That Hulk and Spidey get as well. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, 
Yeah, so uh, she shows him the mirror dimension, a bunch of other magic stuff. Uh, Strange decides he's going to stay on and become a pupil of this albino upper-class English woman. Um, (laughs) And they toss him out. This visual trip was worth the cost of admission, man. No, the the visual... This is one of the most incredible things the MCU has ever done. All of the visual effects look amazing. They really do. uh, Yeah, they do. The fact that they fit that like three minutes or minute and a half or whatever it was into this movie is crazy because they could have interspersed it throughout. But just to like send us down this montage of whatever the fuck that was. It's great. No, it looks great. We we get Dormammu is in there at this point. Yeah. We get a glimpse yeah. of Dormammu. Um, no, it, it's amazing. It looks amazing. Um, I mean, the magic in this is kind of. I mean, and I guess it's just, you know, that's Marvel magic, but the magic is basically like, like, I'm going to make lights. So here's a shield and a whip that I've created. It's like, right. I can do anything with it until I can't. I, yeah, I can do whatever yeah. I want with it, but mostly I'm going to create melee weapons out of energy. <laughs> um, so anyways, uh, he, yeah, they eventually let him back in. He studies. We meet Wong. Um, who guards the ancient books. Um, and if that's Wong, I don't want to be white. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, after initially not doing well, Dr. Strange progresses in his magic studies quickly after being almost frozen to death. He starts uh, secretly reading the text from which Caecilius stole pages Then the Ancient One shows Strange the mirror dimension, telling him that it's a dimension in which he can train. It also contains threats. It's kind of like a parallel dimension to ours, not like a multiverse dimension. It's just kind of sitting there on the other side of this dimension. It's the practice dimension. Yes. It's, yeah, it's the room of, uh, of, uh, what, what is it in Harry Potter? The room of, uh, not discovery, room of, of, Someone else says the right danger room. room. Well, the danger rooms from X Men. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but it's like the danger room. It's like the yeah. But yeah, it's it's you know it's the place you go where nothing's real. It's like the uh, dojo in the Matrix. It's you know <laughs> where everybody knows your name. Yeah. So, um, Mordo tells Strange that Caecilius was a former student of the Ancient One who became disillusioned with their teachings and left, stealing pages from a secret book that contained a forbidden ritual. Meanwhile, Strange continues to study. Uh, He learns to bend time with the Eye of Agamotto, a necklace, which is a magic artifact of immense power. Uh, He steals it and wears it. Mordo and Wong warn Strange against breaking the laws of nature. Strange learns that Earth is protected from threats from other dimensions by a shield generated from three buildings called Sanctums. One's in New York, one's in London, one's in Hong Kong. And I would note that on their map, they mostly just just uh, protect the Northern Hemisphere. South America and Australia are fucked. <laughs> I was going to yeah. say, where's the where's the Brazilian one? Mm-hmm. You know, right. there should be like a, or a Chilean comer or not comertage, but Sanctum. Yeah, there should be one like in South Arctic. Africa, one in Chile, in Chile, one in one in uh, like Brisbane. Like guys, the Southern Hemisphere has yeah. people. Well, every franchise starts small. 
<laughs> you get a couple restaurants and go from there. Yeah, they've got a. <laughs> they're still expanding. Um, got well, their feelers in Africa. Well, there are sanctums, um, but there are sanctums in Australia, good. but but there they're actually known as as Hungry Jack. So. <laughs> Hardies. Um, um, why isn't the uh, the ancient Celtic one um, the head of the London sanctum? Was my question. Well, they're not even in a sanctum. Mm-hmm. They're in where they're at. Isn't a sanctum. It's just her. Oh, oh yeah. I guess Comertage isn't a sanctum. No, hmm. it's yeah. not. It's just where she lives and dresses Asian, but is not. <laughs> so, <laughs> does that mean there are multiple sorcerers supreme? No, she's the They're Sorcerer having- Supreme. She just doesn't live in a sanctum. The other sanctum guys aren't Sorcerer uh. Supremes. <laughs> they're, they're, um, they're sorcerers with pepperoni. It's like a really confusing pyramid scheme. Yeah. So, yeah, sometimes they Airbnb out sanctums. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, and the sanctums seem to have like one dude in them each, except when they don't. Um, right. The whole like who's in this order is real, like especially in the movie's especially in like Avengers and Spider-Man and such, like the amount of wizards there are is real shaky and where they live. Yeah. Yeah. It's unclear. It's, it becomes a lot of whatever they happen to need for the plot of the movie they happen to be in. There are oftentimes, uh, in the mirror dimension, (laughs) just hanging out. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, all right. They do loud rock and roll performances in there. (laughs) <laughs> Wong tells Strange about Dormammu he's this big dude from the dark dimension who wants to envelop all other dimensions onto his own he says but mostly he wants Earth which I would point out Earth is not a dimension it's a planet within a dimension why is he so focused on this one fucking planet is one of my questions yeah, I wish they hadn't said Earth. I wish they had said your dimension. Our dimension, yeah. but they say Earth. Or like our reality. Earth doesn't even have... Our reality. I mean, I guess Earth has got a couple infinity stones. No, actually, at this point, doesn't Earth... Earth has two infinity stones at this point. The rest have been captured and are in a, or are in other places. Mindstone. And the time... Mindstone. Time stone. Those are the only two currently, <laughs> right? The, uh, the, the Odin's got... One, the collectors got one um, at this point in 2016. Strange. Well, that's the time stone. That's the one we talked about. Um, Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And the soul stone is on Vormir. Yeah. There's too many of them. Yeah. There's, there's, yeah. I think there's only two on Earth. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, it's Earth because that's where Dr. Strange is. Um, <laughs> Anyways, because the movie, because the movie, mm-hmm. yeah, because we're on Earth is why. It's like a, a Cthulhu kind of thing, yeah. So, anyways, um, we uh, at this point, um, the London door opens. They're in the place where all the different doors go to the sanctums, and K. Silly's over there ripping London to pieces. London's calling. There's an explosion. Strange runs through the portal into the New York Sanctum. There, and he wanders around for a little while. He finds the cloak of levitation. He makes friends with it. Then he finds the Sanctum's protector, confronting Caecilius, who 
apparently walked in off the street. He didn't go through the door. I don't know. Um, he's at the. Um, so at, at this point, we watch the London Sanctum fall. The yeah. explosion, I assume, is the destruction of the London Sanctum. Yeah. Yes. Which has long-term effects in this universe, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, uh, anyways, strange fights, Case Silius and the <laughs> Zealots, one of whom apparently had a name. <laughs> this is the most generic <laughs> group of dudes, like bad guys. Yeah, it's it's like Dark Elf bad. So I would point out we finally get to <laughs> this movie's plot, and we are at the like almost exact halfway point. The ent- mm. the first half of this movie especially felt like a like a speed run montage trailer of Doctor Strange becoming Doctor Strange. Um, yeah, at one point he walks into the uh, ancient one's office or whatever that is, and uh, <laughs> she's like, "I hear you're stealing books. Still, you've gotten really good at this. I don't know how much time has passed. I've been in a coma." Like, yeah, no. Who? How much time has passed in this movie up to this point? Because the because the this is the point the plot begins. We're halfway through yeah. the movie. It could be six months. It could be four years. I have no idea. I assumed a year. That was my guess. And I was like, how long Sounds would as you good let as any... your prized pupil disappear into books for? Well, how much How much from the point that his, of the car crash till now? Like, how long has it been since his hands got broken? I have no idea. That's interesting. Yeah, I didn't even consider that. I assumed, okay, well, maybe two years then. A year of him being fragile enough to take his hands out and move him around enough. Well, because I mean, I imagine before like all like, before his hands even came out of the thing was probably six months, then probably like six months of rehab, and then maybe like another year of the surgeries and rehabs from that, then a year of he had try- to. Like, it, uh, it seems like it could be like four or five years to me. He had to grow that wicked grizzly Adams beard. <laughs> so he had, he had to glue that on with Elmer's. He, is what it looks like. he took that year off of college in universe. This is what 2016, right? This yeah. is the Marvel universe is still kind of aligned with real time. Yes. Um, yeah. So if it's five years, that makes it 2011, which puts it around Iron Man two ish time. But we hear that Rhodey, <laughs> Rhodey. Well, oh. But Iron Man two was he has those videos of hammers people getting their backs broken. Mm, could be that maybe um, in those suits. So I could see that being this is happening way in the past in the MCU. Could be. Huh. Could be. Yeah, I never really considered that timeline. Yeah. Weird. Um, so anyways, uh yeah, him and Case Silly and Strange fight. Um Strange manages to capture Case Silly, um, who explains that he thinks becoming one with Dormammu is actually a great idea that's gonna be awesome for everybody. Mm-hmm. That body trap thing when it grabs Casilius, the weird little chicken dance that he did. Yeah. <laughs> was um, it cracked me up. Uh, what's what's the guy's name from community in Rick and Morty? Um, oh uh, uh Dan Harmon. Dan Harmon, yeah. He did yeah. uh he did some writing on this movie, some mm. like dialogue uh touch ups. Yeah, and you can uh, you okay. can you can really feel it from the moment that Strange walks down the stairs in the New York Sanctum 
to the moment that uh, what's his face gets trapped in the little thingy. Their whole conversation, he's mumbling under the mask. Like it's very, very Dan Harmon. Like okay, absurd. Yeah, the I can Mr. Act- Doctor thing. Yeah, yeah, all of that. That's definitely Dan Harmon. Wow. Okay. Yeah. N- yeah. That that makes a lot of sense. Um. So, anyways, um. He tells Strange that the Ancient One uses dark magic from the dark dimension to extend her life. Um, She's a hypocrite. She won't share her secrets, but Dormammu will give everyone eternal life. It's a cult. He's he's in a cult. They don't understand, or they don't explain any of this. I don't understand the pulling from the dark dimension thing. No. Does she have a deal with Dormammu? Is that just like a a power source that's available to you as a doctor, or as a sorcerer or whatever they are wizards who knows yeah i don't know they were when she was telling him about spells or you can call them programs um she was talking about drawing uh energy from other um other dimensions across the multiverse so i wish they had explained why the dark dimension like she should have justified it she should have said like look the time thing this movie is this movie is so breathless. It's breathlessly running, trying to set up an entire, like, an entire um, world within the MCU, the world of magic. Like, it's a speed run of a setup so that we can actually have the plot in the back half. So there's a lot yeah. that gets forgotten. There's a lot that doesn't get explained. There's a lot that we just kind of breeze past. Um, it, it felt... the especially the first half, it felt like a, tr- like a really, really long trailer to me. <laughs> like it was just boom, yeah. bang, boom. It's a montage of a montage. I really hope that we get the dark dimension in the next movie in some form. Cause otherwise it will disappear forever. It'll mm-hmm. be like the dark elves. Yeah. Well, I thought of the dark elves. I was like, should the dark elves just have gone to the dark dimension? They wanted darkness. It sounds like it would have been a perfect fit. <laughs> yeah why didn't odin send them there and they would have been like this is great we don't need to go back and kill odin <laughs> um anyways so uh casey escapes because the one of his bad guys comes back and stabs dr strange who manages who uh then the the cloak of levitation uh distracts stabby guy while Dr. Strange opens a portal to uh, the surgeon place, the hospital. The, the cloak of levitation fucks that guy up. That, like, that was a, that was a cool shot. I was, I don't know. I, so much of the magic in this felt looked real. Like so much of the way they used the magic seemed like really like not using magic, but like just using things. But then things like that would happen with the cloak of levitation and like the cool, like, like thing that locked him up that did the the chicken chicken dance, dance, like those kind of things. And those were really cool. And then they'd go back to like, I'm making a shield and a stick to hit you with. Yeah. What was Mordo's weapon? It was the, uh, it's a staff of the living tribunal. That's basically a whip. Yeah. Yeah. The living tribunal got mentioned. I, I watched some of the behind the scenes on this movie and I, I just put it on in the background after watching the movie. I was like, Oh, I'm kind of curious. The fight sequences between Caecilius and Dr. Strange are the funniest things ever because it's a clear tube of plastic with some LEDs inside it. <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch has one of those LED light tubes, like a rope. 
<laughs> and they're just like pulling on each other and fighting with it. They look like two homeless guys at like a Christmas parade. It's the funniest <laughs> shit. <I've ever> <laughs> Well, and I don't know. And Doctor Strange's costume. So, like, okay, so it's he's wearing combat boots, man. He's his boots are for space. Yeah. Yes. And and what he's wearing is your kind of standard like Spider Man like latex suit with all the bumps on it, but then with rags wrapped around that. When they show it up close, you can see he has the rags and that's cool. But then underneath is like kind of your standard like MCU hero suit with like the like the oh, texture. That's the, uh-huh. the Under Armour that he brought with him on his uh, journey to keep him warm in, in Kathmandu. He's been wearing it ever since. <laughs> uh, so anyways, um, I just I. Yeah. Oh, has he stepped back into New York yet? Oh, no, we're right there. Yeah, we're in New York. Sorry. He's getting stabbed. He's uh, goes, he finds uh, Christine to operate on him. This is one of those instances where you can just show up at a hospital and get operated on at any time. Like I said, by the surgeon of your choice. Yeah. He skipped the insurance and sign in part. So I think he's good. They yeah. just, yeah. doctors don't care about any Six of that hour stuff. Wait. Like, oh, you're next. Cool. Yeah. Um, she sees his costume and is immediately like, Steven? What? Are you, what? Yeah. And what again, are you wearing? I, I wish they had made him look a little more homemade costume-wise because it had, like, uh, on the surface it seems like that. But like I said, underneath he's wearing your classic superhero suit. Um, so anyways, uh, he, uh, oh, where are we at? Um, he's at the hospital. She operates on him. Meanwhile... Stabby Joe, uh, Astral projects himself into the hospital. <laughs> Stabby Joe. And they have an Astral plane fist fight. And and this is where they introduce the idea that you can just leave your body at any moment. And have a fist fight. Does punching each it, other hurt? They're Astral projected. Yeah. Yeah. Why aren't they using magic against each other in the Astral Plane, well, they could, but they just make it into a disc and hit each other with it anyway. So why not skip that and just punch? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, it's so not creative, but also so weird, and it breaks the rules. But visually, it looks cool. Yeah, I guess. Sure, it looks cool. Um, I it, watching again, watching the behind the scenes on this shit, the action, the te- like the they they tether your body to do some of this stuff. And since he's floating around, Benedict Cumberbatch is tethered the whole time when they're shooting this sequence. And it is just so funny to see him kind of just drifting in the frame, talking to people and like getting ready. That's um, funny. Um, yeah. Especially I, it's, it's such a waste of magic. I mean, it really <laughs> is. The fact that they just make blunt force instruments out of magic to hit each other was, it drove me nuts this entire movie. Which we get sort of a, like the reverse on this in Infinity War when he does all the wild magic stuff. But I would have yes. loved to see two wizards duel. I, I honestly, I think Doctor Strange's magic is so much cooler in Infinity War than it is in his own movie. Yeah. And I mean, we can chalk it up to him being an amateur or whatever, but like it would have been really Everybody's magic see. is the same in this, yeah. though. Yeah. They all just like, make- why isn't there somebody like... 
a bag. I've created a bag of rice and a gallon of water. It's going to expand inside your body. Like, like anything. They could have done anything. It just felt so uncreative to me. Um, yeah. So, um, anyways, so he seems to like rip the this dude's soul to shreds. Like he dissipates this guy's soul. Is that what happened? By getting electrocuted. Yeah, that's hardcore. So a, he doesn't even get to go to a, an afterlife. There's a bioelectric spiritual connection, I guess, in the MCU, where if your body gets, you can shock the, your soul out of your body. I guess so. Like, yeah, yeah, you can destroy a soul through electricity, I guess. So, so <laughs> Iron Man and Thor could do this. Yeah, it would appear, yeah they could um so anyways uh he tells christine about how now he's magic <laughs> after she sews him up and that's the last we hear about this giant gaping stab wound that required what looked to be between 15 to 20 stitches um he just needed the stitches the rest of the magic could take care of yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um <laughs> so he goes back to the sanctum uh, and there he finds Mordo and the Ancient One. They showed up after everything for some reason. Um, the Ancient One appoints Strange, protector of the new sanctum. He tells Mordo that the Ancient One's been drawing power from the Dark Dimension to sustain her long life. Mordo becomes disillusioned with her. Then Caecilius attacks again. I don't know why. The timing of when he attacks is always just like, I have to wait until the plot requires it. Let them do their important plot talk, talk first, then I'll attack. Yeah, I, yeah, that's that's a, a weird pace because he keeps issue. attacking the, they the go? same place over and over. Attack, leave, wait for them to finish. Now attack well, again. And we know that Strange is in New York. Where is the Ancient One and Mordo during? That whole thing. Because they have these magical yeah. rings and that can get them to places. Casilius was also in New York, so it's not like they were fighting someone somewhere else. Yeah. Well, and the only remaining goons are now ones in the desert. Yeah. Right? That's it? There's only one of them left? I guess. At this point? I don't know. The amount of goons, where the goons are, what the goons do, like, is, like, they weren't even characters. They were just... <laughs> They were just well, and they and numerically there aren't that many of them. There were I like don't, there was like maybe ten, and sometimes there's two, and sometimes there's not. It uh, where I, none of it makes any sense to me, goon wise. Yeah, <laughs> goon wise. He's got a goon of the month club. <laughs> Rotating shifts. <laughs> I got a new goon to your doorstep every month. Uh, so all right um <laughs> goon box <laughs> born to goon we're definitely going to start uh, goon advertising box. goon box on here <laughs> from blue goon <laughs> um anyways so uh, uh anyways then then the ancient one just leaves so that she doesn't have to be in the Casilius fight essentially <laughs> She's like, you don't live this long by getting in fights. I'm out of here. Um, she just leaves so Mordo and Strange can have their talk. Then Caecilius shows up. They fight. Then she comes back and she fights Caecilius. She gets fatally wounded in the process. Caecilius escapes. Um, uh, 
she creates or well they go to the the mirror dimension right she creates a battle like a what's that nintendo game uh super smash brothers yeah she creates a floating super smash brothers fight ring yes out of wall street and a museum and a subway station Like, and all of this looks cool, like the MC Escher style buildings and everything. It all looks cool. It's beautiful, but it makes no sense. I just think like, wouldn't you just pull the closest building to you and it would just look like a crappy rooftop? You'd be fighting on radiators and like water tanks and yeah, it's, you know, concrete. Yeah, it, it, it looks really cool. None of it makes any sense. And there's two magic things they do. Buildings become MC Escher and you make thing you make magic things to hit each other with. That's magic. Or stab each other with. Yeah. Kaecilius stabs the ancient one through his own worshiper. Yes. Which I Okay, mean, I think at this point now there are two of them remaining after this last guy gets the stab. Okay. I think. I don't know. I should have kept better track. I was so confused by their numbers. Mess with Because there were still at least two in Hong Kong. Yeah, there are two at the very end. Okay. I wasn't even paying attention to the goons at this point because yeah. they were so not part of the story. They just existed so Caecilius wasn't standing there alone. Which would have been way cooler if he was. Yeah, in some ways, yeah. And taking everybody down, like showing how badass he was. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So anyways, uh, Stephen takes the Ancient One to the hospital because again... You anyone can be operated on by anybody at any point that they choose. <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, Christine operates on her. He astral projects, and they have a chat on the astral plane while she dies on the operating table. She tells him that she always knew she would die there, and she says some real Gandalf stuff. T- <laughs> to him like basically Dude. it was Gandalf's fucking like you what you do with the time you have speech like almost verbatim the I just and I'm just here to watch the snow part that was like very uh Blade Runner yeah I've seen things you you people couldn't believe yeah um yeah so she tells him that she, that he that the power was in him all along I don't heal his own hands <laughs> just click your heels Stephen. Um, um she tells them to break the rules yeah at this point yeah and says yeah sometimes you have to break the rules and he has to make a choice he can go back to his old life and live only for himself or be awesome and do awesome dr strange stuff um like, mordo is his own fault like he's his own man right but yeah. don't you think during this like beautiful soliloquy about death or being the sorcerer supreme or whatever the hell it was about um she would have been like also explain this to mordo i think he doesn't understand my motivations it may make him very angry (laughs) yeah i've known him longer than you like he's kind of a stickler for the rules maybe he should know some stuff so that he doesn't become evil in the next movie also (laughs) these seem like they were friends for a moment in the beginning but then the rest of the time she seems like Oh, it's Mordo. You, you're a pain <laughs> in my ass, Mordo. Oh, Carl, Amadeus, Mordo. Mordo. Why don't you go by Amadeus? <laughs> Mordo. Rock Mordo. Me, Amadeus. Mordo is such a like. Mordo says. Mordo angry. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's it does not sound like a good guy name at all. The whole no. time he was good, 
in this movie, I remember thinking like, he's going to betray him, right? He's yeah. going to be the one who takes the time stone off his neck or something. His name's it's, uh, it's one letter away from Morbo, the news monster on Futurama. That's what I kept <laughs> yeah. thinking of. Yes. Thank you, Al. Um, Morbo get, kittens give Morbo gas. <laughs> Uh, so all right. Gordo. <laughs> if you really like Jimmy Chongas, <laughs> he's the he's the fat wizard. <laughs> Jimmy's. So all right. So if she dies, and Strange decides he's going to save the world, he says goodbye to Christine. Kisili goes to Hong Kong. He attacks the Sanctum there. It's being defended by a bunch of magic guys led by Wong. Um, Mordo and Strange arrive too late. They see everything destroyed. The Dark Dimension's developing Earth, but Strange uses the Eye of Agamotto to turn back time. If <laughs> so, I could find okay. a way. What is the power structure for the sorcerer movement on Earth? Is, is Wong the head of the Hong Kong... Uh, sanctum. I don't know because he wasn't there the whole time, the whole movie. He just he, is there he now. He seems like uh, what's what's his name? Peter Parker's aunt, Aunt May in Sp- uh, Spider-Man Two, where she's like a nurse that's at school that's in charge of the uh, yeah the whole like emergency ring wing of the hospital, right? Yeah. Like, why are you in charge? Wouldn't you show up and be like, let me know what I can do? No, but <laughs> yeah. so, but no. Okay, so I mean, I guess for every wizard you you get then you get to rise a level and then they start recruiting wizards. <laughs> so it's a multi-level wizarding it's a, scheme. It's a pyramid scheme. Right. He's the librarian at Comrade Is he just moonlighting as the librarian? Like, yeah, what is happening? Um, well, and I guess I hadn't realized that Steven never becomes Sorcerer Supreme in this movie. Like at the end, he's not Sorcerer Supreme. They say they don't have one. So... Hmm. when does he become Sorcerer Supreme? Because I don't think they even mentioned Sorcerer Supreme until No Way Home. Uh, they when- mention it in WandaVision. Okay. A- Agatha calls Strange that you've got more power than the Sorcerer Supreme. But they never yeah. they never mention... Do they mention yeah. an Infinity War? Because like, I don't feel like he's called Sorcerer Supreme at any point. Like ever, like in on screen. Uh, doesn't Wong call him the Sorcerer Supreme at some point? Oh, maybe in Infinity War he does. Maybe I don't know. It's no. it's been it's been a minute since I watched that, so we'll find out in a couple months. We'll get, we'll get there. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, anyways, um, they turn back time. Um, time freezes. Um, Caecilius and his dudes confront Strange. Kate Silius and his goons. Um, this uh, after this was interesting. It ca- I kept thinking of Tenet, of course, but um, I don't know if this actually maybe did backwards time cooler than Tenet did. It was shorter, but um, Tenet was some so much aspects. More f- I can say, yeah, Tenet was so much more focused. I don't know. Um, well, and Tenet did it all in the 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 long. Single take, backwards yeah, movement. Yeah, Tenet. I watched a making of Tenet. Like there was, there was only something like two hundred effects shots in that movie. Um, a lot of the backwards stuff was just a dude acting backwards with wires on him. <laughs> like it was crazy. 
Because I just assumed that they shot that they just made the actors act and then they rewound it. Well, they did some of that, but then also a lot of it was them acting backwards with wires so they could like like because because you know Christopher Nolan's Christopher Nolan. Yeah, that's weird. That seems like more steps. Just yeah. like no no no. But Keep the, practicing. This is also a dude who like prides himself on like writing on a typewriter, not owning a cell phone, so you know. Um anyways, so strange flies up to the opening of the dark dimension. He confronts Dormammu. He creates a time loop, trapping Dormammu there. Dormammu kills Strange over and over again until finally agreeing to take Case Silly and leave Earth forever in return for being freed from the time loop. This, I'm going to keep defending this movie. This is the, I think, the most creative defeat of a villain that we've got. I agree. I like yeah, this. I, I really like the I've come to bargain scene. The whole. The I'm whole, just going I, to annoy you into submission. Yeah. I, yeah enjoy, dude, I like this a lot. Well, and Strange puts it together. He's like, wait, out of time? I have a time stone. I can. They say to him, uh, Dormammu, or not Dormammu, Mordo, their, same, their names are the same. Um, Mordo and Wong say to Strange, you could get stuck in a time loop. You could remove yourself from existence forever um those are the two risks of him doing this is if he does get stuck in the time loop forever he doesn't exist anymore Mm -hmm. even though humanity will be saved in that loop of time yeah what purpose does that serve but it's such a cool use of that power this is the one magical thing that i loved in this movie yeah no this was super cool i really liked this last scene i thought it was very creative i thought it was very cool um, yeah, I definitely enjoyed this. The whole. Thing. I think this. This is Ragnarok level of surprising. Like, whoa, yeah, huh? Absolutely. I did not expect that to be the solution to this problem. I I can see the Dan Harmon's fingerprints on this part. Absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah, and it's clever and it's stupid and it's funny. Like there, are, he says, "What does he say? I'm, I'm, I'm friends with pain or something." Yeah, so cheesy, something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, and uh, Dormammu literally says, "Wait, what's happening?" Which I love that. And yeah, what is totally. this being introduced to time for the first mm-hmm. time? I guess <laughs> it's kind of cool. It's a cool concept for us to think about. It's like an elevated, yeah, kind of thing. Um. So yeah, yeah, real Rick and Morty vibes. Actually, now you mentioned you, yeah, with knowing Dan Harmon yeah. was on this, that makes so much more sense. Um, so, uh, he returns to Earth. Dormammu takes K. Silly and leaves. Earth is saved. Mordo doesn't like the methods they use, so he gets aggro and leaves. Strange returns the eye to Agamotto to its special unboxing room, um, where <laughs> Wong mentions that it's an infinity stone. Strange doesn't know what that means. Strange vows to protect Earth and takes up residence in the New York Sanctum. And credits roll. But in the mid-credits sequence, we get Thor! Um, who's trying to find Odin with Loki. Steven's going to help him because he wants Loki and Thor to get the hell away from Earth. Oh, a little taste of Ragnarok. Well, and this was... Back when Ragnarok had uh, a longer sequence in New York, too, mm-hmm. initially. Yeah, Odin. And we'll get there. Odin was going to be in a, yeah, yeah. In an alley. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
But uh, yeah, so um, that's our mid credit sequence. And then in an end credit sequence, um, we uh, Mordo visits Benjamin Bratt and decides to take away his power, which is a real dick move. And that's the movie. So, yeah, yeah, there you have it. Yeah, um, I don't know. I I don't hate it. I know I was a little harsh on it at times, but um, I mean it's good. It's 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 an MCU movie. It's never going to be it, nothing about it's terrible. I just it's it felt real real basic to me and real rushed. Um, yeah, it's definitely not up there. No, it's not it's some of the top ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely yeah. There are a few things that it did well, but not all together. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, we kind of answered all my unanswered questions. Anybody have anything else? No, because anything, any question can just be generically answered as magic. Oh sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anytime you have magic, you can chalk anything up to magic. <laughs> Yeah, so no, no questions for me. All right. Well, um, if you guys have any last thoughts before we rank this thing? Nope. No. All right. I have have one. What's that, Al? Um, The Bob Seger's single, Katmandu. Yeah. The Mm -hmm. uh, B-side was, um, I'm sorry, it was... Nutbush City Limits. Oh. Huh. That's an old Ike and Tina song. Yeah, it is. Nutbush. Nutbush. <laughs> Nutbush. Uh, all right. Um, let's rank. Um, I uh let's see, get down to our rankings here. Um Oh, I'm I'm sorry. Did we mention that uh Dormammu was voiced by also by Benedict Cumberbatch? No, we no. didn't. I forgot that. No. Um, um I think he, I think it was his idea. He went to the director, and the director liked it. He, um, that he was like a dark reflection of Doctor Doctor Strange. Hmm. Hmm. Um, at yeah. least Doctor Strange would see him that way. That's like the. Uh, so maybe, um, Dormammu doesn't appear the same to every person. Hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Interesting. Cool. Um. Um, so, all right. Well, here, uh, we've got our rankings up here. Um, I'm looking at other, the first other MCU movie that comes to mind when I think of this is Thor, which we have at number 19. Yeah. But I, I know what you mean. Yeah. I, I think this is more in the, the Ant-Man range, in my, my opinion. Okay, so we have Ant-Man at 14 there. I personally liked Ant-Man better. That's my personal taste. Yeah, but... I, I kind of did too. Same. I laughed a lot during Ant-Man. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we've got Iron Man 3 at 16. Um, <sighs> that That's tough. Um, and then in between Iron Man 3 and Thor... We've got The Dark Knight Rises and Superman, 1978. Wow. Yeah. Um, 
I definitely feel like this neighborhood is a good neighborhood for it. Where exactly we put it, I'm not sure. Um, mm -hmm. uh, Brian, I know you're a big fan of Iron Man 3. Would you put it above or below Iron Man 3? I, I would put it below Iron Man 3. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I would probably... If I was gonna pick a spot, want to slide it in between in between Dark Knight Rises and Superman. I think if I could I dig were that. Do it. All right, Al. What are your thoughts? Um, I don't know. I I'm trying to wrestle with above or below Thor. Hmm. I, I mean, I personally, uh, let's I pers go above, let's go above Thor for the eyebrows. Okay. So, so, <laughs> the, uh, so, Agreed. Uh, so yeah. So you're saying put it at number 19 between Thor and Superman. Uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I can live sure. with that. I don't know, Brian, what do you think? Al came to, I'm here. I'll accept it. All right, let's go ahead and do it. We're putting that also has time travel, doesn't it? Superman one, Superman. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end, it does. Yeah. Turns back time. They they belong together. <laughs> All right, we are putting Doctor Strange at number nineteen on our big list, and that draws a close to Doctor Strange, which means it is the time on Harmless Phosphorescence where we look forward to next week's movie. Next week on Harmless Phosphorescence, we will be watching Split. Please be Dr. Mildred. Oh, that's not bad. That's a pretty good movie. Um, I actually haven't seen it. So cool. I'm a little excited about that. That is Split. Um, it is. It was the secret sequel to... Uh, to uh, um, Unbreakable. 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 Yeah. So... Um, that's that's going to be fun. Um, it's very different tonally from a lot of the movies we've done. I understand. Yeah. yeah. Dude, when Kim Schmidt comes in and kicks his ass, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's next week. Uh, thank you, everybody, for hanging out with us on Harmless Phosphorescence. Um, I'm just going to go. This has been your host, Throw Smiley, and I'm going to go listen to Beyonce now. <laughs> I'm Josh Cece, and I am the Burrito Supreme. <laughs> I'm Brian Lesh. At long last, I see what's wrong with the world. Too many podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Just another tiny momentary speck within an indifferent universe. I'm Alaric Weber. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks, guys.